are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential Member of the Media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday, back after taking off Friday, just needed a little bit of a break, no big deal, but we're back for a big week because, make no mistake, it's a game day here in New Orleans, and tomorrow in New Orleans as well. And these are the two biggest games of the season. It's it's really, really that simple. We'll get into why in the second and third part of today's show. We're going to preview the game at the end of the show in the third segment. We're going to set the table for the standings. What's at stake? What's going on with a team like the Spurs as well? They're still in the mix for the Warriors, the Pelicans, all of that will set the stage here for you. But before we get to that, we are going to recap the game on Saturday, the big win in overtime over the Timberwolves, kind of a flipping of the script for New Orleans and what they've done all along this season. So that was very, very cool to see. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So Saturday, the Pelicans were on the road to take on the Minnesota Timberwolves, a team they haven't beaten so far this year, which is, is not really a good thing when you think about it and some of the issues that Timberwolves have been dealing with all season long. But this was, for the most part, a pretty healthy Minnesota Timberwolves team. Carl Anthony Towns in the lineup. D'Angelo Russell in the lineup. Um, they had Anthony Edwards in the lineup. They've been as healthy as they've been, and they're playing actually pretty good basketball right now, to be perfectly honest. Former lead assistant here in New Orleans, Chris, Chris Finch, has them playing some really interesting sets. They're a, they're a tough out right now. They're a team you should beat, but they are a tough out. And that meant New Orleans going into this one might have been in some trouble. And you know what? They were... They were. They were entirely were in trouble going into the fourth quarter in this one, down 10 points with about four minutes left to go. But New Orleans, in a season where we've seen them blow fourth quarter lead after fourth quarter lead, completely flipped the script in this one and managed to mount a furious comeback, get it into overtime on a Willie Hernan Gomez put back, and then in overtime, just kind of cruised, partially mainly because of Zion Williamson, the work he did down the stretch in this game. And we'll get to Lonzo Ball in a minute, who had a career high. But the work that Zion did in this game is absolutely insane. So quick note, this is the first ever regular season game for the Pelicans in May, by the way. Probably for a number of teams, it's the first regular season game in May. Um, But what was really cool about this is Zion Williamson's stat line, 37 points, Eight assists, nine rebounds. He had seven turnovers. But when you're doing what he's doing, are we going to nitpick here? No. He was 14 of 17 from the field. That is a bonkers, bonkers stat line. And he was just aggressive down the stretch. In the fourth quarter alone, he scored eight points and was four of five with three assists and one turnover. And in fact, New Orleans, who had had 20 turnovers getting to about the nine and a half minute mark of the fourth quarter, only turned the ball over once the rest of the way as they played really, really good and smart basketball. We, we haven't seen this from this team. You know, when you look at, and this will tie into something in the third quarter, or in the third segment, I guess. You know, if you're writing a movie or something like that, you have acts to your story, right? And every act ends 
with a reversal. The end of the first act is usually kind of what, you know, the reversal that happens there. Things are good for your main character. All of a sudden they're not. And that, that kind of spurs the rest of the story. And then at the end of the second act, there's another reversal. It could be a twist. Who knows? That's how these stories are kind of propelled forward. You know, this could be one of those reversals, one of those, you know, ending acts that leads into the final act for New Orleans where they come out on top because this is a momentum building win, or at least it could be. Because they were down and they had no business being in this game. And then Zion just refused to let this team lose. And going into overtime, they basically ran away with it in overtime because Zion fouled out both Carl Anthony Towns and Naz Reed. That's incredible. They won an overtime uh, 17 to 13. It wasn't even really that close. And in this one, Minnesota led by 10 in the fourth quarter and New Orleans just did not go away whatsoever. That's incredible. We haven't seen that from them at all. Now, they were helped by Lonzo Ball in this one, who scored a career-high 33 points, chipped in, just chipped in, right? 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals, 5 turnovers, but turnovers were high for everyone. He did this on the 3-point shooting. 8 of 17. He took 17 3-pointers in this game. That's an insane amount. Hit 8 of them, tying his career high. It's great. You know, this is why in like when we look at this offseason and when the Pelicans have to make a decision on him and they're going to have to make a decision on him, we're going to look at this game and it's going to drive you insane. He didn't do anything other than shoot the three, move the ball, and grab rebounds, right? And their team rebounding, so he's the recipient of a lot of these. You could sub in a number of guys that could do that. And it's not necessarily a take away from him on that, but it's just kind of the truth. But that three-point shooting, eight made threes in a game. The Pelicans made 14 total. He had more than half of them. That's insane. That's nuts. That's incredible. It's a testament to his three-point shot. And when he's feeling it, that's a really useful guy to have. But if his three-point shot wasn't falling in this one, would he have had that impact? No, because he only took two other shots that, or he only made two other shots that weren't threes. He was 10 of 21 from the field, 8 of 17 from deep. Again, that lack of aggression, lack of driving is, is a big thing. But you had Zion Williamson to make up for it. And it was good. You needed Zion to do that. And you needed that explosion from Lonzo Ball. Because Brandon Ingram was off in this game. 4 of 17 from the field. You had Eric Bledsoe who didn't do anything until the fourth quarter where he just woke up. And so wait, why does he keep doing this? It's a thing. You know, Najee Marshall was good enough off the bench in 14 and a half minutes of action. Um, but not nearly as impactful as we've seen him in the past. This was Zion carrying the team and getting enough help from one of the other best players on there and Lonzo Ball. I don't know. It's an interesting thing. It's interesting to see Zion just be aggressive and do what needed to be done late in the game. Again, fouling both Carl and Anthony Towns out and Nas Reed is really big. And the Pelicans won in a game they probably didn't really have business winning. You know, Carl Anthony Towns, 28 points, 14 rebounds for him. Anthony Edwards, 29 points. He was 2 of 7 from 3, which really hurt him there. But 9 rebounds, 6 assists. They both had good games. They got points off the bench from D'Angelo Russell, from Wancho Hernan Gomez, and Naz Reed. And Zion, down the stretch, neutralized two of those big key guys. I don't know. It shows you that they can win in the clutch and be a very, very good team. And they were the better team eventually in this game. It took them a little bit ways to get going. Now we've got to see, are they going to be able to close it out? Is this who they are? Is this a reversal? Or is it kind of a little bit of fool's gold, which we've seen a number of times this year? 
So we'll get into the stakes of tonight and tomorrow night's game here in just a minute. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your shortlist of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed.com. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that have must have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match giving you the quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. You don't need to have an open, vacant job. Limit that time. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests and then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. So get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. All right. These stakes are high. There's, there's two weeks left of the regular season. That's it. The Pelicans have eight games left to make up a three-game deficit. It might be two and a half by the time you're listening to this. It looks like the Spurs are losing. They kind of mailed this game in against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers that they're playing. But the Pelicans are, are out of time. This is kind of your last stand. This is where it's make or break. And it's really going to be these two games coming up against the Golden State Warriors. You have these two home games, a five-game road trip that spans the both East and West Coast, and then coming back home against the Los Angeles Lakers, who could be the seventh seed and try to avoid the play-in tournament and might have a lot to play for in that game. These stakes, if you want to get into the playoffs, are these two games against the Golden State Warriors. The road trip's going to be tough. The road trips are tough this year. The Lakers game is going to have pretty high stakes. And that road trip also involves a game against the Golden State Warriors in Oracle, where they now have fans. You got to win these two. So the, here's the stakes for everything. So the Pelicans have eight games left to go. They have the eighth hardest schedule remaining. By comparison, the Golden State Warriors have eight games left to go. They have the 16th hardest schedule remaining. Now, three games against the Pelicans is in there and two games against the Golden State Warriors is making that a little bit easier. But the Pelicans are about even with them. Their toughest games left to go are the Jazz, the Suns, and Memphis. They're also chasing the San Antonio Spurs, who are, when I'm recording this, even though the Spurs are playing, tied with the Golden State Warriors, um, basically for the, the, the ninth and the tenth spot. San Antonio has the toughest schedule left. After tonight, or last night, they're going to have nine games left to go. Two against the Jazz, two against the Suns, and the Brooklyn Nets. Their easiest game left is the Sacramento Kings, who you never know what that team is going to do. And those are the players here. So San Antonio may fall out, but Golden State has one of the easier runs in here, and it could kind of prove to be the difference maker. So you've got to win these two games because time is simply running out. Like I said in the last segment, have the Pelicans entered the final act? And they're going to be on the upswing. Is this is what is it? Is this a comedy or a tragedy? Right, comedy is where your protagonist ends up better than they were. A tragedy is when your protagonist, the Pelicans, end up worse than they were at the beginning. 
what what's it going to be? It's kind of time to figure that out. Was the fray tag like the the structure pyramid and everything, right? Um, this is kind of where they are. This is like the climax of the season. These two games. If you win these two, you're in there. You have a chance. You're you're in good position potentially. If you don't, well, that's where things are going to kind of go the opposite direction. And after these two games, you could be out of this. So you've got to play your best basketball and. I don't know. We're going to see if they're capable of doing this. The Spurs are likely going to fade, and I think they kind of realize that they're fading. And if you look at kind of what they were doing to a degree against the um, Philadelphia 76ers, I'm trying to pull up who they played or who they sat in this one. But uh, they they seem to know that they might be kind of on the outside looking in and maybe trying to strategically rest some guys for the the remainder. But when I'm looking at this, the Spurs are down 10 um, and it's not even halftime just yet. So they could be in a lot of trouble. There was no DeMar DeRozan in this one for them, um, as well as no Derek Jones. Right. Uh, so. That's going to to hurt them and someone they probably need both guys they needed to have in there or Deontay Murray in there. Sorry. So Derek White, I can't remember all of their players. Anyway, they're resting guys in a game that they really needed to win. Is it resting it because they just realize they're going to lose kind of the rest of the way and you may as well get the best draft pick or are they resting guys to try and win the maybe winnable games they have coming up? I don't know, but the stakes are high. And you know what? Depending on how you want to call the season a success, a failure, there's meaningful games in May. You know, there's no doubt about that. That's what this team is doing right now. And I guess that's an accomplishment for David Griffin and company and what they wanted this to do. So these two games coming up about as high of stakes as possible for New Orleans and the outcome of the regular season for them and maybe getting into the playing tournament where they're not going to do anything. But you know what? It'd be nice. And you know what? I like that this team is playing important games down the stretch. Maybe it shows growth. Maybe it kind of puts you in a pressure cooker where you're forced to adapt, evolve, right? And become the best player that you can if you want to win. We're going to find out over these next two. So let's preview tonight's game coming up here next on Locked On Pelicans. So before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action over at BetOnline. And this week has tons of sports action, including big NBA games. So get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. And before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contests information don't sit on the sideline anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs head to the website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus when you use promo code locked on with your first deposit over at betonline.ag again promo code locked on over at betonline your online sportsbook experts Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I just reordered. I got the coconut brownie chunk. I got the mint brownie and the double chocolate. These things are all delicious. You're going to have no idea that you're eating a protein bar, something that's healthy for you. You're going to think you're eating a candy bar. You're eating a protein bar because you want one before or after you work out. You want one as a meal replacement, maybe for lunch or just something to hold you over. You want it for breakfast. You know, they're, they're, it, it's an efficiency thing, right? Like it's about kind of getting what you need in the quickest, easiest way to do it. But it doesn't have to be miserable. You don't have to 
eat one of these things and kind of hate what they taste like or chug down a bottle of water or something after because they were dry and they were kind of chalky, all of that. You may as well enjoy yourself while you eat one of these things. And you can do that with Built Bars. Again, the best tasting protein bar ever because these bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They taste like candy bars because the inside is so damn good on these things. And look, they're great for the health conscious person because they are low calorie, low in sugar, high in protein and high in fiber. 70 grams of protein, 130 calories or 19 grams of protein and 180 calories. That's it. You're not wasting all the cardio that you just did by eating one of these things. So give them a try. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code locked 15 for 15% off over at builtbar.com. So it's a game day here in the Crescent City, first of a back-to-back set against the Golden State Warriors. And basically, this is the season. It's really, you can't overstate the importance of these games. So in this game, by the way, the Pelicans, according to betonline.ag, are favored by two and a half points, which I think is kind of interesting. Uh, they're projecting that this is going to basically be a very, very offensive game, which makes uh, which is not surprising. 236 and a half is the over under. I was really curious about the line in this one. I was kind of surprised to see New Orleans favored, but that's because the Golden State Warriors are just decimated with injuries to key guys. You know, no Clay Thompson this season, no more James Wiseman. Kelly Oubre Jr. is out probably for the rest of the regular season. Damian Lee, who's been kind of important for them throughout the year, is also out for the foreseeable future and isn't going to be in this game. And it's Steph Curry and Draymond Green and a bunch of like journeymen. So when you look at how this game needs to be won, it's going to be on the defensive side of the ball, limiting Steph Curry. That's it. You know, when you look at guys who played significant minutes for this Golden State Warriors team, other than Curry, who's playing in this one, it's Andrew Wiggins, who's an at times an inefficient scorer. You know, he's been better as the season's gone on than he was to start the year. There's Draymond Green that's not exactly a huge offensive threat. He's averaging 6.6 points per game, and that's it. But very good defensively, of course, and passing the ball. And then it's guys like um, Kent Bazemore. Kavon Looney and Juan Toscano Anderson. While I like uh, Toscano Anderson a good bit, I mean, uh, right? Like, yeah, you get it. You know, limit Steph Curry and force other guys to beat you. And that's going to mean being sound on him, but sound overall. The Warriors lead the league in assists per game. There's a lot of ball movement there, partially because of all of the attention that Steph Curry commands. And that means that you can't kind of freak out, right? Like you can't overreact, overcommit, because he can get the ball out of his hands and find an open look for someone else. And you're going to need to be sound on your rotations. Not exactly something that the Pelicans have done all season long, but if there's ever a time to really start it, it's this one. Don't overhelp and be ready to go cover the open man, because there are going to be open people in this one because of Steph Curry. Don't let him get hot from deep. Guard him really, really well and force the ball out of his hands. If Juan Toscano Anderson beats you by scoring 35 points, you just shrug your shoulders and you're like, okay, you know, we did what we could do. He's averaging five and a half points per game. Kemp Bazemore hit six threes. You just kind of shrug and go, okay, whatever. He's averaging seven points per game. If Andrew Wiggins scores 60 and they win and Steph Curry had 15 points, you, you live with it. You know, Wiggins is averaging 18.1, but on 14 and a half shots per game, he is shooting well enough, 38% from deep, but it's Andrew Wiggins. You guys know what this team needs to do. They are going to pass the ball and they're going to be aggressive on defense because of Draymond Green. They're going to get some steals in this, but don't make un, 
forced errors. If they get a steal, it's okay. Don't throw the ball out of bounds. Don't make bad passes. And you can win this game. They're not a great rebounding team. You can beat them up on the glass. They don't force uh, a ton, or they do force a ton of turnovers, but they turn the ball over a good bit on offense because it's a bunch of dudes you never heard of that aren't great NBA players. This is a winnable game. For those of you watching at home, by the way, ESPN and Marvel, since ESPN is owned by Disney, Disney owns Marvel, is doing some Avengers Marvel superhero broadcast on ESPN2 that sounds kind of cool. I'm a DC guy myself, and I'm going to be in the arena, so I'm going to be missing this, but I'm curious to kind of see how it goes. Do you like? Tell me if it's good, if you like that kind of broadcast on it, because there have been broadcast issues this season with a lot of the announcers who seemingly don't like basketball not really talking about the game or complaining about the game. And now they're, I don't know, doing something with Marvel points. Again, more of a DC guy. And if you know me, you know why that is. But yeah, I don't know. I'm curious about that tonight. But it's cool that it's the Pelicans and Zion being such a star is heavily going to be featured in this along with Steph Curry. Those are going to be the two main people here and all of it. Uh, But it's cool to see that the team's kind of being featured in something like this and not, you know, a big market team. Zion's that big of a draw and pairing him as a superhero even though he said on the Zion one that the tongue is kind of inspired by Batman to some degree, I, uh, is is awesome. You know, again, shows you market size. Less of a factor in terms of this type of stuff in the NBA. There's other factors in the market size, but not when it comes to this. So Pelicans favored by two and a half, according to betonline.ag. Let's see if they can get this one. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Enjoy the game, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap it and then preview what to do in the next game when these two teams play tomorrow night.